Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, dropshipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day everybody. Really fun conversation coming your way today with Vance Lee from Live My Playground. Now, Vance and his business partner, Johnny Lowe, are crowdfunding legends who've raised millions over the years on Kickstarter and Indiegogo using a product launch formula that they've crafted over many successful projects, not only for themselves, but also for their students and their clients. Now, Kickstarter and Indiegogo are literally littered with thousands of unsuccessful projects, and we chat in depth about what makes a successful one. The parallels between an Amazon launch and a crowdfunding launch are in many ways very, very similar. And today we dive into the formula to show you what it takes to create a successful crowdfunding campaign. Now, next Tuesday on the 12th of October, that's Tuesday night, 12th of October at 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, Vance and I will be holding a live stream webinar to show you what's involved. So to prepare for the webinar, we'd love for you to fill out a one-minute questionnaire. So head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash crowdfunding. Or if you're listening to this in the future, please visit the link, which will take you to a replay. Now, don't forget to join my Facebook group. Head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Facebook. And of course, I'm still offering private coaching this year. So head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Chris to book an hour session with me. Uh, And if you own or work for an established consumer product brand, please contact me. My company is over at amosphere.com.au and we can help you get set up and selling on Amazon, either here in Australia or around the world. Uh, Now, let's get on with this week's show with my very good friend, Vance Lee from Playground Theory. And welcome back to the Australian Seller Podcast. And today I am absolutely delighted to welcome a good friend of mine, Vance Lee from the Playground Theory. And the Playground Theory helps people to crowdfund their products and basically offer pre-sales so that you can fund your product, either your product itself or your product idea, uh, before you spend any money on manufacturing. So Vance, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to talk to you about this because I'm part of the program that that you offer and uh, I've had a successful crowdfunding campaign myself and I I just can't wait to dive into this topic today. So yeah, tell us about you. I'm I'm excited. Let's let's do it. Thanks, man. A bit of a (laughs) rambling. Long overdue. (laughs) A rambling intro there. (laughs) So I do apologize for that. Do you want to start over? No, 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 that's fine. Let's just keep keep on cracking on. Yeah, it's keeping it real. Okay. All right. So Vance, who are you? What's going on? (laughs) I'm Vance and I'm from the Playground Theory team and we focus on, uh, on essentially helping e-commerce entrepreneurs, Amazon sellers launch their products and to be able to get funding for them through crowdfunding. And uh, crowdfunding, will t- I'm sure we'll get to that uh, in a lot of detail, but that includes Kickstarter and uh, Indiegogo. And it's really all about being able to get pre-orders for your product um, before uh, before you're able to, to, to go ahead and launch. Thanks, Vance, because I think you explained it a lot more clearly than I was able to just before. So <laughs> thanks for that. Um, now, listen, you and Johnny have had some amazing crowdfunding campaigns. Can you talk to us about some of those? I, I know that I'm aware of Avensi, which is the coffee cup one, which I think was your latest crowdfunding campaign. Do you want to? That's right. That's, yeah. that's the latest that's one, a, yeah. That's, that's a cracker. So talk to me about that. <laughs> well, actually, uh, if you don't mind, I'll talk about my first one first, yes, which please. is actually how I kind of got into crowdfunding. So I was an Amazon seller. I started back in 2015. Mm-hmm. And uh, back then, it was actually okay if you, uh, for those of you who've been in the industry for a little bit longer, 
uh, it was okay to actually get um, honest, unbiased reviews. So you're able to get reviews quicker and uh, be able to kind of move on and launch a little bit quicker than, uh, than, than it is now. Um, That's right. And I think in late 2016, near the end, second half of 2016, uh, Amazon announced that they were going to no longer allow for honest, unbiased reviews. So <laughs> we had already created a product that we're ready to launch on Amazon. And back then, just this news came out, uh, lots of panic, really had no idea what to do. And uh, that's how we first came across um, crowdfunding. And right. before that, I had been a customer of crowdfunding. I bought products on uh, Kickstarter before, mm -hmm. but I never really considered it as uh, it, any type of viable e-commerce model. I, I just kind of thought it was for small projects. And it was, uh, it, it, you know, I just didn't really consider this as a, as a way of putting out a product out there mm. because I was so heavily focused, focused on Amazon. But once, uh, once this news hit and we weren't exactly sure how we were going to launch this product that was already going to be coming through and we, we had already gone through prototyping it where it's, it's getting manufactured. So mm. we, we looked around and we found out, we found out Kickstarter essentially. And we said, Hey, you know what, Let, why don't we just try exploring uh, Kickstarter and see if this is something that we can use to, to, to launch the product. Yeah. And so we kind of just did a, a bit of a hack job and <laughs> put together a campaign that took a little bit less than two months. So, uh, you know, it, the, the best thing about this was we were pretty much ready to be able to launch on Amazon. So all the stuff that we were going to do for the Amazon launch, mm. like take photos and um, write the copy, all that kind of stuff was pretty much usable for the Kickstarter campaign. Mm -hmm. So we just put this together and uh, really, <laughs> we weren't really that educated back then. So very little expectations, just launched it. And uh, it blew our expectations out of the water. So our first launch was uh, for this product that was a cold brew coffee maker, and we called it the Arctic. That's right. And uh, yeah, if you remember that one. So we, we launched that on Kickstarter, and uh, within we did it less than a 45-day campaign, mm -hmm. and it raised about 600, almost 650,000 on oh Kickstarter. Oh, my so, God. It's just nuts. <laughs> it's, Congratulations. And yeah, thank yeah. you. It was insane. We weren't really expecting it, and uh, it, it just it just kind of got uh, got a lot of momentum mm. and people were sharing it. It was showing up on all these different types of blogs and we're getting features everywhere. And uh, at the time we weren't so educated. So we kind of just like we're riding this wave and we didn't really know how to take advantage of this a little bit more, mm. but it, uh, it turned out to be a really, really awesome campaign. And then we moved on to the, uh, the crowdfunding platform, which we can talk a bit about later, which is Indiegogo. That's uh, also another crowdfunding. So it's, yeah. um, it's Kickstarter, Indiegogo. Those are the two big ones. Sure. So we moved over to Indiegogo. Mm. And uh, with Indiegogo, we raised another oh, really cl almost close to another um, 300,000. So uh, our total from crowdfunding launches uh, with, with this product was about uh, almost a million. A million bucks, so yeah. 950, 950, including the upsells and, uh, and all that stuff that kind of happens in the back end. That is crazy. What do you reckon your profit was out of those two campaigns that you ran on Kickstarter and Indiegogo? Uh, that's a little while back, so I'm, I'm guessing uh, it was around like 30, 35%, maybe a little bit higher. God, that is sensational. Because I had a crowdfunding campaign, as you know, way, way back in 2013. And I, I raised a very modest 110,000 bucks with my crazy sleep mask idea. And, um, and that's sort of what got me into crowdfunding because it was just such an amazing way to raise such an incredible amount of capital. And it completely funded my very first production run. And I also had it validated as well, which I was really excited about because people, had, you know, over 2,000 people, I was about 2,300 people had committed or pledged to my crowdfunding campaign on Kickstarter. And so I had I had two benefits there. I had a, 
a validation that the product was actually something that people wanted to buy, but it was also something that then gave me a huge amount of capital without giving away anything in the company. So that was another bit that I really loved about it. It wasn't sort of like VC where you're going out and trying to raise you know, money from investors who are going to take a huge stake in, in your entity. Uh, this is just such a great way of pre-selling products and validating ideas and then having the money from them to be able to actually manufacture for them, but also have that extra profit to be able to manufacture additional units to be able to then go on and commercialize those units. So it's just a really, really exciting way of funding your business uh, with, with zero equity loss. So yeah, really, really excited about crowdfunding and glad to be back into it with you. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I mean, hundred hundred thousand is a pretty strong campaign. So don't, uh, don't, well, at the, in those don't days, don't play the success. I guess <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty strong campaign. It was okay. Well, the thing too was at the time the Australian dollar was in the toilet compared to the United States dollar, which was what I was raising funds in with my uh, uh, then business partner Dylan, who's actually getting involved again with my new crowdfunding project that, that you're helping with, me with at the moment, Vance. But the the way that that campaign actually came about was because I was working at the time full time um, at a digital agency in Melbourne here in Australia and. There was a girl that I was working with called Lara and she was married to a young man called Adam Saraceno who was also had come out from America because I just wanted to work and, and play in Australia. And Adam was actually employed by Peak Design, which is one of the greatest crowdfunding ninjas yeah. Uh, yeah. on Kickstarter. They, yeah. They're crazy. Uh, I mean, they're, yeah. they're probably one of the most like decorated and well-known companies that have got their start on crowdfunding. It was just one guy who's working yep. out of his basement to design a product and uh, it grew into this massive, 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 massive brand that is competing head on with uh, oh. with the, some of the biggest camera accessory companies in the world. And it all just started with launching his first campaign on crowdfunding and then he continued to launch. Uh, I think he's at 10 now. So yeah. they, they have 10, <laughs> 10 crowdfunding campaigns. It's raised over, I think, about 35 mil. Yep. And just... I, the last, mm. last I heard, I remember um, he was on a podcast and they said that I think he was doing 170 million in revenue in 27, 20, 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, but it's insanity how he was able to grow because of building these fans and these people that are super excited about his brand. They love his products and he's branched out into bags and all sorts of other accessories and tripods and all, all that stuff. Um, his first campaign was uh, with, um, sorry, we are straying way off <laughs> the, 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 the list of questions that I have on my, <laughs> on my sheet. But I was just so excited when uh, when Adam, when I met with Adam, I had a beer with him in a pub down here and he just said, why don't you crowdfund your, your invention? And I was like, wow, that sounds like a really good idea. How do I do that? And he explained it all to me and I was like, let's do it. So um, <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. But they, Adam at that stage as well, had only really been involved with the very first project that Peter Derham had uh, put together. Together, which was a ca- the original camera catcher clip, which I think they raised about three hundred seventy four thousand or something on that together. It was just the two of them, and then they just went right. Well, we're just going to continue to stick our nose back in the Kickstarter trough, you know. And and what else can we make? And and crowdfund. And so, yeah, as you said, they've they've gone on to raise over thirty five million dollars and build a business now doing around one hundred seventy five million annually, which is extraordinary. Yeah, and it's really crazy the the approach of doing this, which is exactly what they did is. I mean, not everybody has to go this direction, but often a lot of brands will launch multiple products on uh, on on uh, on crowdfunding. Mm. And the reason they do this is because 
I like to call it compound interest marketing, which is essentially you're building an audience. You're putting the effort to build an audience of people that care about your product and your brand. Yes. And as you're doing this, you're building a list. Like these are people that care that they've either purchased your product or they've been interested in purchasing your product. And these people are going to be excited about your product uh, going to market. Uh, so they're going to support it later. They're going to tell their friends about it. But also, most importantly, when you're when it's your time to launch your next product, these people are really going to be super excited. So I actually realized I didn't finish answering your question earlier, which was about my my Eventsy project. Yes, so Eventsy was the next coffee project that I launched um, after Arctic, and it's really crazy because these people that end up supporting you uh, through Kickstarter. Uh, Kickstarter was originally kind of developed as a model to fund um, product ideas that didn't really have actual funding. So a lot of people still use it that way, but now a lot of people are using it for just, um, you know, they have funding, but they want to just have a more efficient way to launch that's cash flow positive, profitable on launch, that type of thing. But originally it was only about supporting um, entrepreneurs that didn't really have the funding to bring their ideas to life. Mm -hmm. So the community and the culture there is super interesting. These are all people that come to this platform to support entrepreneurs. So, and that's kind of creates a little bit of a different dynamic because they're there to help. And they're, when, when they're first to support, they get really excited about it. So they want to share about it. They want to be, you know, they want to be known as the, you know, the the first out of their friends to have supported this company, brought it to life. So they become really, really passionate advocates, Mm. uh, not only for sharing about the brand, but later on, when once it's time for you to launch your next product, they, they kind of feel invested in the company, not like necessarily financially, but they feel really like uh, and they feel like they're a part of it. They you do. Know? They so, do. They've helped create it, and they they're incredibly supportive, and they and so many backers will come back and support your next product and your next product. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So what ended up happening with uh, our next launch, Vensi, is um, we actually used this. Um, we used our community to um, our list of customers essentially to. To get feedback on building this next product, so we asked them what are they what are they looking for in their next you know and in the coffee uh, you know in their coffee world what are they looking for what types of products they wish they they saw or they they would see in the coffee world that they did, they don't have access to at the moment um, and th- this idea actually came out of suggestions from uh, from our community and our our list mm-hmm. and uh, so we ended up taking this idea running with it um, it took a little bit of time to develop but um, throughout this entire process we we're involving our list and our community. Uh, in this process. So we got the feedback from them. Hey, which designs did you like? Or, you know, if uh, what, what size would make the most sense for you guys for this to be something you use all the time. Mm-hmm. And all this feedback that made this product solid came from our, uh, our, our community members. Mm-hmm. So people that were part of our um, initial batch of customers. Yeah. And this, you know, this is one of the benefits of being able to access your community and your list and something that's not really that possible with them, um, you know, with traditionally how you operate within Amazon, where mm-hmm. the Amazon owns the list and you you don't really necessarily have the ability to communicate with your customers in a way that's um, real and this is they know who you are. Mm. So we got feedback. Uh, we ended up creating this product for our backers and it was um, was solid. Um, we ended up launching again. Um, this was our most recent one that was about uh, less than two years ago, and we we did another two hundred thirty two two twenty on Kickstarter mm-hmm. and about another hundred on uh, on Indiegogo afterwards. So uh, crazy launch, and from that. Um, it was actually not a crazy amount of backers that came back from our initial campaign to support us through the launch. Mm-hmm. It was about 5% of our original list came back mm-hmm. and supported us, which was, it's, I mean, it's, it's significant, but mm-hmm. it's not, you know, it's not a crazy amount, mm-hmm. but that ended up being about 40,000, I think 40, 50,000 worth of sales just from the people that already supported us before. Yeah. So, 
very, very cool to be able to leverage your existing listing community in a way that um, maybe a lot of Amazon sellers never really think about this way because mm. it's it's all about just hey let's let's start ranking and let's start doing sales. But um, it's it's the idea of having a list becomes this super super interesting thing because then what what would be possible if you could access your entire list of customers in terms of getting product ideas, in terms of getting mm. uh, them to share it and support it when you launch your next product. It makes a lot of these strategies a lot more easy when it comes to being able to to launch and to grow your brand, right? So yeah. uh, that's <laughs> so that's one of the crazy benefits of uh, of being able to launch on uh, launch on Kickstarter. Well, there's some other examples too that we could touch on, like Fly by Jing, for example. That it was a it was a pretty solid campaign. She created a product around some Sichuan hot sauce, right? So, um, do you want to talk about that campaign? And then maybe I can talk yeah. about Amazon and the success that she's had with further further commercialization on Amazon and beyond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah, it was, a, it was a really interesting campaign. So we worked with her and she was, she's a solo female entrepreneur. She doesn't have any type of e-commerce experience at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But she was, um, she, she was a chef and she wanted to make this hot sauce. She had a great product idea mm. and, uh, and, and really didn't know what to do to, to bring it to life. So we essentially worked with her to suggest crowdfunding as an option. Mm. And, uh, and what ended up happening was she put together this pretty solid campaign and, I mean, she launched a Szechuan hot sauce. So this is like a Chinese hot sauce. Have you ever been to like a Chinese grocery store or, or you know, a, a, a grocery store with like the Chinese section. <laughs> sauces section? Yeah, yeah. It's not a, you know, it's like, this is not a high ticket item. You know, these are the stuff that you pay less than $5 for. So it's not like anybody is really interested in entering this, uh, this, this category to create a hot sauce. But what ended up happening was she launched this campaign and was able to find a really, really passionate community of people that supported this product and they really loved it a hundred she raised about a hundred over a hundred thousand i think maybe 120,000 um for that campaign mm. and that's insanity um and that was more than enough to pay for her first production run yeah. uh and and the meantime she was getting so much publicity and pr and people featuring this product because it was so cool and the branding was really interesting mm. so it kind of um it's i mean in the past to be able to launch something like this it it, it's so difficult. Like it's not easy to enter a market where it's very, very saturated, mm. and people don't really care so much about seeing a new product. But Kickstarter allowed her to find all these interesting people that were just, hey, you know, I love this idea. It's really cool. So they ended up supporting her, and she had that launch. It was really successful, and um, and she ended up, yeah, like I mentioned, got a lot of features everywhere. Mm. Um, right now, she's. Uh, I mean, you're, you've done the research on Amazon, so you could probably speak a little bit more about the numbers. Yep. But she ended up getting, she used the results of this campaign mm. to be able to get uh, external investment. Mm. So private investment. Mm. So she got a lot of investment to be able to start scaling this. And what, what happened in the next like year and a little bit after that, there was, she quickly got into, uh, she got into Costco and, um, and Target and Whole Foods. Mm. I mean, you know how difficult it is to yeah. get into Whole Foods. Totally. And yeah. <laughs> And she's selling on her own website. And uh, I yeah. mean, you can speak to a little bit more about the Amazon numbers as well, but she is selling on Amazon and mm. she is doing incredibly well. And her social media following on Instagram has over 60,000 followers. And yeah. it's just like, she built this brand literally out of nothing with an idea for hot sauce. Yeah. And, um, and that's it. <laughs> like that's, the rest is history. Totally, totally blown up for it. Let, let me just um, backtrack a little bit on this because when when we first started talking i think it was back back about april and you were mentioning the jing hot sauce to me and she was doing about seventy five thousand dollars a month on amazon right because i'm kind of looking at 
what are the results after a Kickstarter campaign and how do they impact maybe Amazon sales and commercialization on Amazon? And so she was doing about $75,000 a month, according to Helium 10. Just before we jumped on the interview today, uh, having her having gone through you know the last six months or so, her sales figures are up to $245,000 a month in hot Sichuan hot sauce. I'll make one other point. That's on Amazon. I don't even know what's going on for the rest of her, her business, but that just that one channel is just crushing it. And just going back one point, I was telling my Chinese supplier about, this is my friend Linda, about Sichuan Hot Sauce and the fact that Jing had managed to have an incredible crowdfunding campaign together with you know the success that she's experiencing on Amazon. And Linda was like going, Sichuan Hot Sauce is like everywhere in China. Like how can that even be a thing (laughs) how did she how did she manage to do that because it's just such a a commodity you know and there's just lots and lots of different types and styles and everybody's got their own recipe and it's just a you know it's just a nothing product it's like Vegemite or something here in Australia (laughs) (laughs) I mean Vegemite's a brand no I mean it's like people know it so yeah yeah, I mean that's a really good point I think it's just I I mean she's first of all she's selling these for like over $15 for a jar And this is something that you see in a Chinese supermarket for like a dollar or two dollars or three dollars. Yep. And this really, really showcases the the value of creating a brand yep. that people are passionate about. Well, let's talk about who are Kickstarter backers because these folks, I remember you telling me, uh, they spend a lot of money. So why don't we talk about the folks that are actually on Kickstarter, Indiegogo? Who are they? Yeah, so generally, um, they're they're a little bit older. It's, uh, crowdfunding is skewed a little bit towards male, mm-hmm. um, more so than female, but it's actually changing really quickly. We're seeing a lot of really successful female-oriented products as yeah. well. Um, but these are people that are generally uh, fairly wealthy with a lot of disposable income. Mm. And the way that we know this is that this audience was developed based on being able to invest uh, you know, $50, $100, and sometimes like a couple hundred to a thousand dollars on a product that doesn't even exist yet. So there's a chance... Um, the way that Kickstarter was founded, there's a chance that you don't get your product. So these people are putting in a couple hundred bucks to a thousand dollars to a product that doesn't exist yet, yeah. uh, just for the chance of getting it first, right? Yeah. So these are people that clearly don't, they're, they're not comparing a dollar or two dollars difference. Like, you know, a lot of the Amazon mm-hmm. shoppers that are kind of looking for the best price, people are just here because they, they have money, they want to see cool stuff. And they want to be supporting and backing cool stuff so that they can get it first. Mm. So these are generally people that are, <laughs> they're generally wealthier e-commerce shoppers. And yep. uh, it's and what's interesting about these people is that um, uh, there's a lot of them that are what we call super backers. Mm-hmm. So essentially, they just go around looking for projects on Kickstarter to back. Mm. And the average backer, uh, the, the average av- active backer on Kickstarter is back six, at least six, six or seven projects. So these people are looking for cool things to support. So if they like cooking, maybe they're looking for like a cool hot sauce company to support yeah. and because they, you know, they, they like that category. Mm. But wealthy e-commerce shoppers, people that are ready to kind of uh, get, get their hands dirty, I guess, into something that's really cool. And mm. and that that kind of comes uh, comes into play when they're they're excited to talk about it and they tell their friends about it. So there's a lot of social sharing and stuff. So mm. um, yeah, so th- these are these are the types of really interesting shoppers that aren't really in a lot of different e-commerce platforms. Yeah, it's amazing the disposable income and, and the risks that crowdfunding backers seem to want to take with these new products. Because as you said, uh, they're generally, they're looking at a prototype and uh, you know, the, the product hasn't even been manufactured yet. So yeah, it's, it's quite a risky thing to do because sometimes crowdfunding campaigns don't succeed. In fact, they you know they are successfully funded, but the creators of those projects are not able to actually you know see it all the way through to delivery to, to, to backers. So yeah, it's a, 
it's a bit of a double-edged sword. And, of course, Kickstarter backers are notoriously nasty when, when things don't go wrong yeah. with the campaign. So, anyway, that's, a, that's another story for another day. So, yeah, make sure that you can deliver what you, you plan to. Um, crowdfunding, who's it for? Is it just for inventors, like people inventing new and fancy things, or is it? When Kickstarter first started, this was more like what you described, like inventors, people creating really, really interesting and new things that didn't exist before. But as crowdfunding has evolved over time and the platforms have evolved, um, a lot more regular regular entrepreneurs or people just looking to launch products are using crowdfunding and Kickstarter to just launch their products. So um, we're seeing a lot of different sellers that are from, from Amazon or people that are maybe making different types of um, you know products with slight improvements or slight variations. So they're no longer like these 100% unique products. And that, that's one of the most common questions or common misconceptions also that we get is that the product has to be 100% unique. Yeah. And really, it doesn't have to be. That's not the case. Um, you know, a lot of the products that we see launched are very successful, um, just are not new products. I mean, mm. we see dozens of different types of wallets there. Yep. Wallets have been around for years. Uh, you know, we see a lot of different types of like travel jackets or uh, towels and pens yeah. and yeah. like all these things that... <laughs> And it's crazy, yeah. I mean, uh, one of our uh, one of our uh, clients that we worked with, they they launched a um, they're a stationary brand in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, just they, they never dealt with e-commerce before, but they were interested in launching and selling on e-commerce. So they had a they had a stationary store. So they literally sold like pen ink, like it's like ink for um, you know the pens like that a, you can use to yeah. like the old school fountain yeah, pens, fountain right? pen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, fairly. I mean. They, they're really good at branding, so they've done a good job at like presenting the product, but really it's a private label product with a nice um, kind of like bottle for the ink. Mm. And these they've done over, um, I think, about 400,000 on, uh, on their, their past three launches, just launching Panic. <laughs> and they've built a massive community, over 50,000 followers. So this is really interesting to kind of see what's happening. But who is it for? I think it's really meant for people that are looking to launch a product, mm-hmm. but the real use case for this is that people that are interested in building a brand because you can launch a product you can be successful but i I don't think if you took this approach you're fully leveraging the crowdfunding model Mm. the idea is to take advantage of stuff we talked about earlier which is to be able to build a community build a list build a build a group of people that are passionate about what you're what you're doing and uh, and be able to use that to grow a brand from it so Mm. if you're interested in building a long-term business that's going to be able to uh to kind of like launch multiple products or be able to kind of either move towards a uh a lifestyle business that you're excited or passionate about, or even be able to kind of work towards an exit, mm. being able to build towards build building a building a brand through this model allows you to really, 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 really create something that's of value that people get really excited about. Absolutely, and it's not just all about the one channel about Amazon. I mean, this is about e-commerce. It's about you know, as we saw with Fly by Jing, it's you know, it's about Costco and all sorts of things that you can do. And, you know, as we spoke about too with with Peak Design, uh, you know, it's just amazing the way that these businesses have been able to blow up based on an initial seed that happened with crowdfunding. So it's it's an amazing thing. Let's talk about then the sort of what are the, the fundamental aspects of a crowdfunding campaign? What makes a crowdfunding campaign succeed versus one that doesn't? Because we do see... Kickstarter and Indiegogo are littered with failed campaigns that never reach their target, all that stuff. Could you step us through the, I guess, the process that you recommend for anybody that's looking to run a crowdfunding campaign and to have it succeed at the end? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I think um, to start, to, I guess to answer your question, I can say what not to do first. And this is what probably is <laughs> that's happened to a lot of these failed campaigns. Uh, what not to do is to create a product in your basement, and once you're ready to 
launch the product, just put it out there and hope that it's going to do well. Right. And when I see a lot of these campaigns that are not successful, we analyze them, we, understand, we we take a look at when their funding comes in. A lot of these people are not launching with people interested in their product, which is an indicator that they haven't really talked to anybody about it, or they also haven't um, prepared for the launch so that it picks up momentum. Mm. When we work with projects, we make sure that they are funded within the first 20, uh, usually first 48 hours, but generally it happens within the first 12 to 24 hours latest. Yeah. But our goal is to get uh, fully funded. I mean, that what that means is hitting your goal mm. for the campaign. So if your goal is like $20,000, hitting the, that $20,000 within the first um, 24 to 48 hours. Excellent. So uh, what does it take for that to happen? Yeah. Well, uh, the... Uh, the fundamental part of this is, well, first of all, we have to really understand our market. So Amazon sellers really are are, are, are well-versed in this. They're well-versed in doing research, understanding what the market looks like. Uh, what we would do is we would go a little bit wider than Amazon to understand kind of the category that we're working in and to be, uh, understand how how the market is, um, you know, how, how the market landscape looks for this type of product mm -hmm. and understand how we're going to be positioned in this to be able to be successful. So. It's not about just putting out the product, but it's about how do we present this product. Mm -hmm. In Amazon, when I launch products on Amazon, it's just about looking at other subject lines and like, or, or, sorry, the, the titles and just saying, hey, uh, you know, this is what they're saying. Maybe we'll take that too. Yeah. But really, when we go about this process, it's about understanding the best way to connect with our, our audience because we're going to be building something that's not, um, that, that's not just doesn't live on Amazon. So we have to really understand how this is going to connect with our, our ideal customers that are going to want this, mm -hmm. um, not only for the campaign launch, but in the future. So we go through a process that allows us to really, really understand um, the, the best way to, um, to the best way to position our market or the product in the market that we're going to be yes. playing in, essentially. Yeah. And the, so that's that's kind of the, how we the, that's kind of how we would start, and that's how I'd recommend that we all start. Mm. And the the next most important part is going to be the the one that um, is is going to lead to short term and long term results. And this is specifically with being able to build an audience yep. and a list and a community before the campaign launches. So this is something that is... Uh, it's fundamental, it's, isn't it? I mean, it's just so important. It's super, super yeah. important because at the end of the day, people are not going to... Kickstarter is a great platform, but people are not going to come wanting to buy your product right away if they, if they don't know about it. So mm. that's what we do in advance is we really, really like to recommend that you focus a lot of effort on building your community. And we, uh, what we like to do is we like to use our community to get them involved in feeling invested in the project mm. before it actually launches. So um, like we talked about, when people feel like they're involved in creating the product or launching the product, they're much more likely to support it in the future. So what we like to do is as we're, as we're moving towards launch, what we like to work with is um, we'd like to be able to um, we, we like to use uh, a way that we call uh, community development mm -hmm. and feedback, which is essentially being able to involve people that are going to be your future customers and getting them feedback from them uh, about the product and about the, how you position the product and other types of feedback mm -hmm. that can help you. So you're kind of doing a two for one. The, the first one is you're getting feedback from customers who are going to be buying your product. And the second is you're actually getting them more and more excited about your product before you actually, actually yeah. choose to launch. Yeah, that's right. And we've seen that particularly here in Australia with one of the biggest crowdfunding campaigns, I think that's ever, I think they broke Indiegogo, which was the Flow Hive, which was Cedar and oh, I've forgotten his father's name. I do apologize for that. And they launched the Beehive that you could turn a tap and the honey came out, right? And so that was yeah. just a beautifully seeded, there was a lot of pre-work that they did around advertising the product, but also building the community around and the excitement around that product. So that when it actually went live, the whole thing completely blew up and they broke Indiegogo. I think it was the only project in history that has ever 
brought Indiegogo's service crashing down um, because there were so many people pledging. I think they raised $70,000, which was their target, in about two minutes. Like it was just that, that absolute avalanche of, of demand as soon as the, the campaign went live. And so there's a lot of parallels here, uh, folks that are listening, particularly Amazon sellers, between a Kickstarter campaign, an Indiegogo campaign, and an Amazon launch for your own product on Amazon. And that is that you need a lot of sales, you need a lot of velocity, and you need a lot of people, you know, really excited and buying your product in a very short period of time. And, it, you know, when, when I got involved with you, Vance, and with Johnny in, in the Playground Theory program, um, that was the, the key takeaway for me was, yeah, you need that velocity when you launch. If you don't have that, if you can't get to your target in the first 24 to 48 hours, you might as well tear up the campaign and start over. It's, uh, you know, it's so important to hit that target and get that extra visibility because once you've, right, once you've actually hit your target in a short period of time, you end up getting a lot more visibility with the Kickstarter and Indiegogo algorithms, don't you? That's right, yeah. So performing at the beginning really uh, essentially it nudges Kickstarter to say, hey, pay attention to this project. It's doing really well. Mm. And, uh, or they're driving traffic or like something's happening. Yep. Let's pay attention to this. So it gets it improved in organic ranking and it has the opportunity to be uh, blasted in their, their email list. Um, we've worked with a lot of projects mm. that have gotten the projects we love, which is essentially uh, Kickstarter's kind of a badge of uh, yeah. you know badge of approval <laughs> that says, okay, cool, we, we like this project. Yeah. So they they get social media blasts and they get um, they get email lists yeah. and like email email launch uh, email um, like features essentially, right. and that allows for them to get a lot of additional traffic. Yeah. Um, our, the more, one of the most recent projects that we worked on, uh, Pangea, these guys have made a essentially they made a travel tell. Um, it was made from bamboo, mm. and they got a they got a Kickstarter um, email actually near the end of their campaign, and I think they got they got a lot. I think they got at least fifty, sixty thousand just from that email uh, alone. So yeah, it's nuts. I mean, it's kind of like Amazon's choice, but on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> the Amazon's that's right. Yeah, yeah. So what about things like? Um, yeah, just sort of nuts and bolts, particularly with Amazon. One of the things that we talked about just off air before we um, jumped on and started to record this episode was just around our experiences around Amazon Launchpad and sort of Amazon Seller Central. So for those that are not aware, Amazon Launchpad is is a program that Amazon offers to, generally speaking, crowdfunding campaigns. So Amazon reaches out directly to uh, creators of crowdfunding campaigns and ask them to join the Amazon Launchpad program so they can go on and commercialize their project after the Kickstarter campaign is completed or the Indiegogo campaign. And it has its pros and cons. Have you had any experience with Amazon Launchpad at all or, or not? Um, they did reach out to us and it never really worked out. Yeah, right. um, but in, in general, I think um, the, the, the major point that they sell is they really kind of help you get onto Amazon and do all the things that it's necessary to, to kind of uh, to, to to start really doing well. So they they offer um, from our our friends who are on this program. Uh, one of the biggest things is they um, they they hook you up with a um, account manager or account rep so that you can get immediate support for anything that you need. So it's almost like instead of dealing with seller support and having to yeah. <laughs> to deal with hundreds of emails or call in and just yeah, <laughs> they're so they're able to get immediate support from somebody who's actually there to help them succeed yeah. and. Um, there, there's a few other benefits like being able to, um, to, uh, they do this in a handful of different ways, but they actually help you get exposure. Mm -hmm. Um, so different types of placements, um, storefront placements, um, email campaigns, banner ads, um, and, uh, they'll help you also, uh, I think they'll give you a deal on a, a lightning deal. Yeah, they and, might do that. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. 
think they do a plus content as well like you get a really nice product page which really showcases that the pro- the project or the product that you know is on amazon and and i think the fees though I can't remember if they're a little bit higher or a little bit lower. I might have to actually have to do an episode about Amazon Launchpad versus Amazon <laughs> Seller Central. Um, I'm probably more of a fan of Seller Central, but, you know, that's just because I'm used to it. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's some major differences there. <laughs> All right, so with Amazon sellers, existing Amazon sellers, how can they use crowdfunding to fund their next product? Like, do they? we sort of talked about the fact that they don't necessarily need to have an invention, but, you know, if they did an iteration on a current product, would that be enough do you think to to be able to create a successful crowdfunding campaign we've seen a lot of products that um that have just done small iterations and uh, found a different way to present the product become very successful so Mm. um small iterations are definitely doable obviously you have to consider the category that you're in and Mm. uh and and what type of iteration that is in terms of being able to add value for the customers that are purchasing it but um in general small iterations that's most of i would say at least 80 to 90 percent of the projects that we see on kickstarter nowadays Are just small iterations or small improvements on existing products that are that are just um, you know that are already there. So it's just about improving it a little bit and being able to see uh, how you can present this or position this yep. to to that audience that makes them really excited about it. So there's actually I'll give you a little case study as well from my friend George who just finished a crowdfunding campaign about two months ago I think and he. I actually interviewed George on a previous episode of the show and I can't quite remember the episode number, but I will put it into the show notes for anybody that's listening. Today's show, by the way, is the theaustralianseller.com forward slash 119. So we're episode 119 of the Australian Seller podcast here with Vance Lee. Now, George, my friend George that I interviewed previously, he decided, to your point, Vance, to create another version of his computer keyboard stand and launched that on Kickstarter, raised a modest, I think it was about $35,000, but completely funded his uh, you know, his production um, without having to raise any capital of his own and went on to, I actually, I've got one here sitting on my, on my Mac keyboard uh, in front of me because I, I was one of his backers. And, um, and now he's... Uh, I think he's doing around about almost $85,000 a month just with that one product on Amazon. So, you know, just, and that's literally weeks after he launched it. It literally went straight to the top of Amazon. Um, He's got his, both of his products sitting side by side. So the original flip, um, and then there's also the the original original flip. So he had the first flip, then he had the second flip, and now he's got the adjustable um, pro flip, as he's called it. And um, I think he's, yeah, he's just absolutely crushing it. So again, those small iterations as you develop your pro- products, yeah, as an Amazon seller can, and you can just fund it. Like, why not? <laughs> like, just get someone yeah. else to pay for it. So uh, yeah, it's really exciting. That's that's an amazing case study. And yeah. I think, I mean, we look at, some, we've seen really successful campaigns. So six figures and seven figures plus and that type of thing. But what's important to remember in this is that we don't need to raise a hundred thousand dollars to like that's not really the point i mean with thirty five thousand dollars um you're already the the other benefit of this model is that you it's it's in a way flipping the e-commerce model upside down so uh we might have actually not touched on this before Mm. but um, the idea is that instead of um you know instead of investing in inventory first so the the traditional amazon strategy is to okay well let's go place in a manufacturing order um, let's get it made. Let's get it shipped over here, and we'll start selling once it's in the warehouse with inventory. Yep. And with a Kickstarter, um, we should have actually said this earlier, yes. but with Kickstarter, um, you actually don't need inventory. All you need is a prototype, and uh, the inventory you can the, the product can be delivered later, and you can order the inventory, uh, inventory after the campaign closes. That's right. So for anybody that's um, that's unclear, um, you know, hopefully we clarified that because the the idea is that you are essentially eliminating the 
risk mm. of having to purchase inventory up front. And only when you get the, essentially, you're going to be yeah, pre-orders and the yeah. cash in your hands, then, then you place the order and then you have it delivered. And unlike Amazon, people are not expecting to get it right away because it's a, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's that's the that's the understood context about ordering from a Kickstarter campaign. That's good. Is that you're going to be receiving it maybe, yeah, four months later or six months later? It's up to you. You set that too, so there's no pressure on saying, "Hey, it has to be delivered at this point in time." Yeah. So, um, that's that's a huge benefit. So even if you say raise thirty five thousand dollars, and originally you're going to maybe spend twenty thousand dollars in your first production run, mm. uh, the, the the benefit is that you you were not risking having to put down the inventory, uh, the the money for the inventory first. No. And you 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 get profit on the on the launch. Right. I mean, with Amazon launches, you don't see profit. Um, I mean, your your launch cost is considered a sub cost until yeah. uh, hopefully when you're successful. Then then you know you might get some of that cost back, and uh, and and when you and you'll start seeing profits maybe mm. a couple months out, eight months. You know, I know certain products that, are, that you know don't get profitable for. You know, 12, 12, 16 months yeah. plus, right? So before they break even and then actually deliver any kind of profit. I mean, it's just such a that's cash right. flow <laughs> sink. Uh, so yeah, so, crowdfunding just absolutely accelerates your cash flow. In fact, it just gives you a huge jump start, doesn't it? Yeah, and it flips the model upside down. So you yep. get the profit first, you have the cash flow, and then you can reinvest in inventory. You can decide, okay, well, I want to order a little bit more, so I have extra inventory now. That's right. But you get the cash first, and that really changes everything, especially for Amazon sellers who's really used to essentially having oh. a cash poor type yep. of existence. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do. And, and then the risk is gone too. And that's the other thing that's just so important here is that us Amazon sellers, when we when we do our product research and we find a product to sell, we've got all this competition to deal with and we're not even sure if it's going to sell. And there's yeah, you know, we've we've sunk ten, fifteen, twenty five thousand dollars into into a product idea and then there's just that that there's those sleepless nights. Whereas when you do a crowdfunding campaign it's fully funded. Well, if you get fully funded, even if you don't get fully funded, if you don't get fully funded, you don't have to run the project. Everybody gets their money back and that's the end of the show. And at least you know, there's no risk in that. But if you do get fully funded, then you've got the money in the bank to be able to then go on risk-free and create the product and go on and commercialize it without really taking any risk. So it's, a, it's just such a, it's a much better model where you sleep <laughs> a lot better at night. Although a crowdfunding campaign is a very stressful thing to go through, though I will will say that. Yeah, no, it's definitely. Perfect. I mean, it's it's going to require a bit of work, mm. but it's uh, it's like you said, it's a definitely a much more uh, it's much more it's a smarter strategy. It is, yeah. And and I want to clarify one thing that Kickstarter does not, and I get this question a lot. Kickstarter does not replace Amazon. This is um, this no. is specifically a launch platform. So um, if we're comparing launching on Amazon first, mm. or launching on Kickstarter, or even launching on Shopify. Uh, Kickstarter is generally going to be a better option because of all the things we just talked about with minimizing risk, um, positive cash flow, and being able to validate the product without without having a lot of risk. Yeah. But the, the the additional benefit of going through a Kickstarter campaign is that you're not actually doing any extra work. This is all the stuff you would have done before to, yeah. to create the assets, take the photos. Um, and now, you know, a lot of Amazon sellers are doing video anyways, and all this stuff is going to be usable yeah. when you when you launch your when you decide to scale on Amazon or on Shopify or wherever else you need to go. Mm. So this is not extra work. We're just doing it in a little bit of a smarter way, so that you can you can essentially do it in a different order yes. and leverage this pre order model to be able to to be able to take advantage of um, of all the benefits that we talked. Exactly, about. you've got all the assets, you've got all the, the photography, you've got the video, you've got all these assets that you can then go on and then repurpose to to do your video ads or, you know, whatever else you want to do in any other channel. So it's, yeah, absolutely amazing. Now, listen, next week 
we are going to do a webinar together. So we're actually going to talk about this in a lot more detail and a lot more visually as well, obviously, <laughs> given this is a podcast. <laughs> so um, I encourage everybody to tune in next week and to join the Australian Seller podcast group or the Australian Seller group on Facebook. So if you head over to the australianseller.com forward slash Facebook, uh, next Tuesday afternoon, evening, uh, depending on where you live, but certainly in Australia, we Vance and I will be running a webinar together. Um, so if you head over to the australianseller.com forward slash crowdfunding, um, you can sign up to uh, to not only join that webinar, but also to, to fill out a, what would you call it, a survey, I suppose, with you, Vance, if people yeah, are interested to learn more. Yeah, it's just a quick survey. And really, the survey is to get an understanding of what questions you have so that we can customize the webinar to make it more uh, more relevant. Yes. So it's just a quick, it will take 30 seconds to, to do. And uh, essentially, uh, we'll just ask for the biggest question or your most curious question about crowdfunding. Yes. And we'll do our best to take all these questions in advance to to, to make sure the webinar addresses these uh before before it begins. Fantastic. So I'll just say that again. It's the australianseller.com forward slash crowdfunding. So just head over there and fill out the form and then we'll learn more about what you need from us uh, during that webinar next Tuesday afternoon, evening. So that's awesome. Um, any other last little benefits that you might want to mention about crowdfunding before I ask you all the other questions which come up towards the end, which is about how do we get in touch with you and, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> So, I mean, we've captured, we've captured the major ones, which was um, being able to launch profitably, mm-hmm. uh, cash flow, um, being able to build a list. So we talked about that briefly, but really Super. the idea of really using this as an opportunity to, to have, a, have a customer list mm-hmm. that's going to be excited about your product and people that are passionate to support you. Um, really, uh, oh, this is, this is kind of explicitly, oh, we didn't, didn't explicitly mention this, mm-hmm. but in the example of Fly by Jing, uh, being able to create a lot of interesting business opportunities that come from this, mm. like getting investment, um, getting into retail or wholesale or all these other opportunities that generally don't, um, mm. you know, they, they don't really uh, happen for, for Amazon sellers. Yeah. Uh, with our Eventsy project, um, as you know, uh, we ended up actually get a lot of our business right now is through wholesale because mm. we had a really successful campaign in, in the coffee niche. Mm. And a lot of people started reaching out to us and asking like, hey, can we carry this product? So right now we're up to about 30. 13 countries where wow. um, there's distributors that are selling this, buying our product in bulk. So hundreds of units or, you know, maybe several thousand dollars of uh, several thousand units yes. and they're, they're distributing in those countries. So there's, they're selling to coffee shops or selling to mm. uh, they're selling to different, um, different retailers. Stores, yeah. And that all happened from just being able to uh, have a successful crowdfunding campaign mm. that is, that, that's there. Yeah. The other one that is interesting actually for, um, for, for building a brand is essentially with the crowdfunding campaign, if you have a successful launch, um, often people like to write about you. So you get a lot of blog features and things like that. You start building your presence online. So you're not just like an Amazon brand that has like an Amazon listing, mm. but you have all these different, you know, if they search the brand or they search the product, there's all these different people talking about you everywhere online. Yep. And from there, uh, you, you have credibility. So essentially you're establishing brand credibility through this um you know, through, through, through this mechanism of launch so that people are able to start finding you. And this is how you start building your brand presence that's off of Amazon Correct. and be able to create a, uh, essentially be able to create a brand that's going to, uh, to, to, to be able to be wider and have, have sustainability from the fact that yeah. people can find you elsewhere. There's another thing to mention here, a couple of things, actually. I'm just going to put a f- last full stop on this. They go for a while, but um but there's SEO benefits from that very point that you raised and where you've got all these articles being written about your project and about your product and they are linking back to your website, which gives you a huge amount of SEO benefits. And the second benefit is the exit. You've got a list 
which is really important when you're exiting a business. You've got an Amazon presence. You've got a website that is ranking highly on Google. Hopefully, if you've SEOed it properly, you've got all that credibility you know, from, from a successful campaign. And that helps with your conversion rate and because people can see, they can actually look at your crowdfunding campaign and see how successful you were there and they'll, they'll, they've got a lot more trust in your products and that you're going to be able to deliver what you promised. So, so many benefits. It's just off the charts and I can't wait to talk to you next uh, Tuesday night about crowdfunding in a lot more detail. So, yeah, super excited. Vance, thank you so much for coming on the show. We've been talking for almost 50 minutes, which is <laughs> a really long time, a lot longer than I expected. And uh, But it's been amazing. So thank you. How do we get in touch with you, Vance? Uh, you can just check out Live My Playground, so L-I-V-E, mm-hmm. uh, M-Y, playground, um, spelled normally, dot com. And that's um, you'll have access to our website there. And, uh, and, and case studies and, that's, that's and all that stuff and learn a, lot, a little bit more about you and Johnny and, and the team that – uh, from Live My Playground. Thank you so much for coming on the show and spending 50-something minutes with me and just <laughs> shoot the breeze on crowdfunding and, and how amazing it is. Links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening. 